you ready to dip in? Welcome to the Divine Intervention Podcast. I'm Freya. And I'm Holly. And we're here to guide you to spirituality, taboo topics, and everything in between. We'll dip our toes into some topics and dive deeper into others. Nothing is off the table. This is a safe space for you, our listeners, to learn, grow, be inspired, and open your heart and mind. Get ready. Let's take the plunge together. Hello, Dippers, and welcome back to the Divine Intervention Podcast. Today, we are live with episode 14. Episode 14. Wow, we're getting close to the end of the season, Friar. We are. Yeah, I don't think we have published this anywhere yet, but Holly and I are wrapping up season one and then getting ready for a new and improved season two. Um, so we have this episode this week and then episode 15 next week then we will have a little bit of a break um about a month or so and then we will be back with brand new episodes it has been so good to do this first season i don't want to wrap it up just yet because it's not done yet but it has been so good so far yeah i've been so thrilled with how it's going and all the support from everyone so yeah really looking forward to season two uh so today's topic though we are diving into what a spiritual awakening can feel like. And what it looks like as well, um, based on our own experiences. It will be very exciting. We're going to dip our toes into it. And yeah, we hope you guys are along for the journey. Yeah, but first, as always, we are going to dip into our tarot card for the week and our astro news for the week. So, Friar, what card have you got for us this week? So the card that I pulled for this week is the Judgment card. The judgment card is one of the major cards, meaning that this signifies a big shift in energy over a long period of time. So over the upcoming years, maybe even. It can also mean that this is for you a topic that will come in and out your life um, and plays a major part in your personal growth. So when we think of judgment, often we think of others judging us. With this tarot card, it's about our own judgment onto ourselves. So the judgment cards often comes up after you have been on a little bit of a journey. You've done some growing, you've seen some new things, maybe you were embarking on a new exciting venture and that is sort of coming a little bit to a close. The judgment card um, asks from us that we sit with ourselves and we question our previous actions and our previous thoughts. What have our previous actions given us? What have they led us to? If something is coming to an end, there will always be a new door opening. However, have you learned your lessons enough to avoid from making the same mistakes in the future? So for me, when I think about this, um, it's very fitting that this card comes up for me. I have been um, employed for, for basically my... I want to say my whole life, not child labor. Since I was sort of legally allowed to work, um, I've been employed. And over the recent years, I have started to sort of build up my own business around that a little bit. 
And as soon as I started doing that, I always had this feeling of, yes, this is what I want to be doing the whole time, but I just didn't feel quite ready yet. Now I've just made the decision to fully transition into my own business, which is so exciting. I feel like the judgment card is reminding me, think about what you're going to do in the upcoming years and upcoming months. When things may be hard or not going as you expect when you first start out, what are you going to do? Are you just going to revert back instantly to what you would have done in the past, picking up a job, or will you stick it out and change your course of action? So for me, that is definitely what this card resonates with. But obviously, it can have, it can speak about any different aspect of your life. Maybe a previous relationship, um, maybe an ex trying to get back into your life. Are you going to handle the same? Are you going to take him or her back? Um, are you going to change your behavioral patterns around each other? What are you going to do? Wow, this is, this is really interesting as well, Freya, because at the beginning of that card reading, you were saying, you know, maybe you've been through an experience or been through a journey. And I just think this is interesting because it's come up as you've returned home from Bali. So, yeah, we probably forgot to mention this, Dippers, but Friar is back in Australia um, after our little dip on tour Bali experience. But, yeah, it's it's super interesting that you've been out of the country and then you've come back and had this clarity and made some changes. And, and yeah, you're looking you're looking at what you've learned and looking at the path forward. So that's that's super interesting. Definitely. And, and it's definitely a card also to, you know, remind yourself what you have learned, what decisions you have made and what sort of consequences that has had for your life path and for how your current situation is. The card is also a reminder that you are able to make a change. There is a new beginning out there for you if you want that new beginning do it right now or over the upcoming years. But do keep in mind, what can I learn from my lessons from the past? And obviously, this is something you cannot outrun. If you haven't learned the lessons yet, you are likely to repeat either the same mistakes or you are likely um, to have some obstacles be put in your way by the universe until you fully embrace that lesson and are able to let go of your former experience and transition into something new. I love that. I love that. I really resonate with this as well because I've been facing some challenges riding solo here in Bali um, and I'm really trying to reflect on what lessons am I learning or what have I missed? You know, like Am I, am I being thrown more challenges from the universe because I haven't learnt my lesson in something yet? So it's a really good time to stop and reflect on, yeah, reflect on this judgment card for sure. Definitely. And a little reminder um, once more, this judgment card is about judgment from yourself. It's not about judgment from others on the outside. And a, a little something that I want to mention about this card too. Obviously, every tarot deck is different in a way that the card is illustrated. So the specific deck that I'm using today um, doesn't have this. But another deck that I do have, which is one of the original ones, does have an angel on this card. So angels, I think as we mentioned previously, angels on tarot cards, they call time. So this angel calls time on the past. What decisions have you made and what actions have you done in the past that are affecting you today? And how can you change that for your future? Obviously, whenever an angel comes up in the tarot, it's also a good opportunity to look around you. Is there someone trying to connect with you, trying to guide you? 
if you're wondering what sort of guidance that might be maybe listen to our angel numbers and angel signs episode beautiful i love that and also just something you said then Freya, about reflecting on what you've been through and what you've learned from it and then seeing how maybe you judged yourself in those situations and maybe how you can be kinder to yourself moving forward as well absolutely forgiveness is a big part of this card too um it's it's not looking at yourself with judgment oh you did that wrong how stupid of you you should not have done that no it's maybe i can do this better this is what i learned from it this is how can i how i can avoid coming in a similar situation if that situation did not serve you anymore and then forgiving yourself and releasing it because um, life is a journey and ups and downs we are not um, born with knowledge of everything we have to go through life to get that experience so yeah find out what the lesson was for you how can you Um, improve that in your future and then forgive and release and so holly what about the astro news i feel like this is very fitting for a full moon but we just have one we did just have a full moon and i was going to touch on that anyway so last week we had the full moon in aquarius and i was definitely feeling this electric energy because aquarius is ruled by the planet Uranus, which is like bolts of electricity. It's um, eccentric, it's transformational, it's um, revolutionary, it's innovative. And so this energy was sitting with the full moon being in Aquarius. And so I was definitely feeling very heightened emotionally, as you always do at a full moon. Um, But I was also feeling the electricity kind of of changes that need to be made or yeah situations that were causing my body stress like it's like I was feeling the electricity in my body as well so yeah it was it was a big astrological event last week that full moon in Aquarius Uh, but this week I want to talk about a different planet so today moving through the week we've actually got sun squaring Jupiter Jupiter is our planet of personal growth and of expansion of our belief system I feel like this quite ties in with that judgment card And when the sun squares a planet, I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago when the sun was squaring Saturn, it basically means that it causes a bit of tension or it presents you with an opportunity to when you're feeling uncomfortable to then make changes. And so with Jupiter being our planet of personal growth, expansion and beliefs, this is actually a really positive transit that's happening. And so this transit is is helping us tap into changes that are happening in our underlying beliefs and about our potential so this can really affect our inner drive it can heighten this to achieve our goals it can lead to heightened aspirations and a deep-rooted belief in our capabilities which is a really positive thing because i feel like it's a great time for you to be for all of us to be channeling this into productive pursuits it could really result in significant progress for us and like the attainment of goals whatever whatever it is that we're striving for it it does come with a warning system though this transit we might be feeling all pumped up and believing in ourselves which is great but we need to be careful not to overestimate our abilities 
because this can lead to unrealistic expectations and then maybe setting unattainable goals. And so all of this can then lead to feeling let down or being disappointed. So we really need to find a balance with this sun squaring Jupiter energy this week. We need to find a balance between our ambitions, but also our realism. This means basically that the expansive and positive energies of Jupiter can lead to that positive growth, but provided that we remain grounded. It's a big time for opportunity, but also, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. We need to be a little bit careful as well. Definitely. And I feel like a key to maybe doing that is when you're setting your goal after you've done some reflection on what you maybe really want, where you want to expand into is um, setting a small goal rather than, let's say you have a massive goal, for example, moving to the other side of the world or moving to a different country. Maybe um, your goal should be, I want to move to a different country, but your first step should be, I want to figure out what place I would like to visit next. I want to figure out where I can find affordable housing if you find that place, you know, like break the big goal up into small steps because then there's much less chance of you not attaining it and just doing one little step every day to get to that goal. I like, though, that all these um, planet movements, transits, and the card, it's all very much centered around our individuality, just like the full moon in Aquarius was, and about really stepping into your own power, celebrating who you are, doing things that are close to your heart, being authentic with what you do. And I like that a lot. I love this as well. And it's, it's really cool because... Jupiter is the ruling planet for Sagittarius. And so there's a little bit of fire in there too. And the Sagittarius is the explorer. It's the voyager. The Sagittarius wants to get out there in the world and learn and travel. So this energy is really big picture thinking. And so exactly what you were saying before, Fire, about breaking it down into little bite-sized pieces is it's really, really good advice, I guess, for this, for the energy to work with the energies for this week. So with Sagittarius and Jupiter being all about the big picture, we need to make sure that we are attending to those details so that we maybe aren't overestimating our abilities or we aren't shooting too high without making a plan first. So really bringing in that practicality and that grounded approach can really solidify where we're headed in the future. Absolutely. And you kind of got to tailor it to who you are as a person as well, because some people are already by nature more on the cautious side and they're not likely to set a massive, big, unattainable goal. So those people can maybe really tap into that uh, Jupiter, Sagittarius energy, because I feel like a lot of Sagittarius that I know, they are not afraid to take risks. And they also do not care if it doesn't work out. Like they don't put like a high attachment on it. They're just like, oh, well, I tried it, nothing to lose. So if you're more on the conservative side, maybe this is your sign to maybe go a little bit bigger, you know, whereas if you always dream big, this might be uh, the time to have a bit more of a plan in place. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Either, Either keep the fire under control or grab more fire and pull it into your life. Burn it. Oh, well, the week ahead. Guidance for the week ahead. All right, so this week's episode is all about the spiritual awakening. When Holly first came to me with this topic, I was like, "Mm, what are we talking about here exactly? I feel like um, we should address this in the beginning. Spiritual awakening sounds something very, to me personally, 
major, very intense, only reserved for a few very lucky souls. That That's what the word sort of, the energy that the word carries for me, really. Um, but today we're going to chat a little bit more about how it might be already happening to you or it has happened to you without you even realizing it so everyone is capable of a spiritual awakening we want to put that first and maybe during the episode when you're listening to this you're like oh it kind of sounds like me yeah for sure I think I think I didn't realize I was going through a spiritual awakening until I was maybe a year into it and so yeah it can really hit you over the head and it's it isn't always this hot magical love and light and beautiful experience that you might expect it to be. And and something else I want to really note here is that there isn't just one spiritual awakening. It's it's usually a process. You can go through several awakenings over the course of your lifetime. It's really about slowly chipping away and peeling back the layers to find out who you truly are, how you can be your most authentic self, how you can really live your life the way you want to. Uh, it's about peeling away those pressures and expectations of society of others of the world and not dismissing them in any way but just recognizing what's yours and what might be coming from another source absolutely so i just wanted to touch on if you google what is a spiritual awakening um and just yeah see how we both feel about that explanation So one that popped up for me was a spiritual awakening is a term given to describe a subjective experience in which an individual's ego transcends their ordinary finite sense of self to encompass a wider infinite sense of truth or reality. What do you think about that, Holly? I actually really love that because a big thing to do with the spiritual awakening is the ego. And I think one of the first steps of entering a spiritual awakening is starting to really recognize the ego and recognize that although it's within you, it's, it's only a part of you. So it's, it's about recognizing when it's your ego self talking or when it's your true self talking. And so I really, really like that definition because it ego has a big part to play in this. What do you think? Describe your personal opinion of what an ego is. Oh, it's a bit <laughs> controversial. <laughs> this, disclaimer, this is just purely my interpretation and my, my thoughts and feelings about this. But I believe we have both a, an ego voice, an ego self, and a true voice and a true self. And so we never want to get rid of our ego completely. The ego is the part of us that protects us. The ego is the part of us that wants to stay comfortable. And so any time that we are feeling hurt by someone or we are feeling um, uncomfortable, we're feeling fearful of heading in a certain direction or making a certain decision, our ego usually steps in and says, basically, no, we don't want to do that. That's going to be uncomfortable. We want to stay safe and in the known. It's our true self that wants to step out of the known, wants to jump into the unknown so that we can grow personally and evolve. Yeah, we never want to get rid of that ego. And so if you do hear yourself kind of making excuses or figuring out that you 
just want to stay comfortable or you're, you're beginning to be really fearful and stressed and anxious about something and you're starting to recognize, oh, it's okay, it's my, it's my ego stepping in because it wants to protect me. It's my belief that you can then go, oh, it's okay, ego. Like, thank you for trying to protect me, um, but I got this. And then you can try and lean more into that true self voice to, yeah, step into that growth and evolution. I don't know if that was a little bit of a wishy-washy explanation for what I believe ego is, but what, what do you think, Friar? That's okay. You're not a you're not a dictionary, um, <laughs> which is running off the top of your head. I, I think that's a good explanation for it. I think for me, more I, I like your your view of it of an ego like protecting us and sort of being like that mechanism. I would say my opinion like is slightly different. I feel like an ego is something that is often far removed from who we really are, true in our core. And I feel like an ego is something that is often fed by um, external um, forces and, um, you know, people around uh, society. Like, for example, if I think of a um, time when my ego could come into play, it was definitely fed by the environment around it. So back in the Netherlands, when I was studying law, finished my master's degree, um, I already pretty soon had the feeling, oh, I'm not sure if this is right for me. Like it really, the the industry crossed with my true self values, right? I, I love kindness. I really love helping others. I, I am quite direct, but I do not um, like conflict. Um, I think there is more to life than uh, materialism and, and lots of money and all that sort of thing and status and all these things. So I pretty quickly found that my ego was getting conflicted with my true self. My true self didn't really care for all those things, but my ego said, um, you studied for four years. You are bright enough to be able to do this you should have a high paying good job like that don't you want that nice car and a beautiful house and i felt like that was definitely um also fed by external voices that that said to me oh it's so cool that you have a master's degree wow it's so cool that you're a lawyer that's amazing you know like it's um i um i know that there's many out there like many people that can can study for this so it's not super special but it's it's something that can give you a feeling of status and reputation and there were definitely people saying to me when i wanted to stop and just wanted to pursue a different more wholesome career that would have thought like oh but but you're actually a lawyer like why do you why do you let go of that part so i feel like an ego for me is is often things like it can be quite far removed from um, what your true self really wants. And it's often also linked to what other people expect from us or what we think that other people expect from us. So yeah, and, and ego is a tricky thing and it can come in every aspect of your life, like even in um, relationships. Like definitely when I was younger, um, I felt really confident about myself. And I was definitely with my ego was like, Oh, you can't, you can't do no wrong with me. If you make one mistake and you're out one strike, you're out. Like I deserve better than that. Um, whereas when you mature a little bit more, like you realize people, humans make mistakes. Obviously there's things that are not forgivable, but people make mistakes. And that is something that an ego, you know, can really feed. So I like your way of describing it and thinking it as a protective mechanism because I don't know, like I'm more like your ego is not your amigo. <laughs> oh my God, I love that saying. That's so funny. Um, something that you were talking about then though is a massive 
part of the ego is any time that you are caring what others think, that you are worrying how others perceive you, that is all your ego, ego talking basically, because your ego is that shield trying to protect you, wants everyone to think of you as a fabulous person, which everyone is a fabulous person deep down in their core regardless, but the ego really cares what others think. So the ego wants the status and the success and the material flashy object, exactly what you said, Friar. So yeah, anytime that we're feeling self-conscious um, or we're not feeling up to scratch or we're not feeling good enough, like that is all our ego worrying about what others think of us. And so it's, I think it's a really good practice to kind of catch, if you catch yourself in that thought process, recognizing that it is the ego speaking and it's coming from that place of the ego just wants what's best and what's comfortable for you, you know, ideally wanting everyone to think that you are amazing. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's super interesting because it, it takes me back to that time about two years ago, I wasn't realizing that my ego was driving me to make a decision. And I think I mentioned this quite a few episodes ago, but I, at 30 years old, took myself back to uni because I was having a bit of a crisis, wasn't sure. Well, actually, I was in the middle of my spiritual awakening. That's what actually was happening. I was trying to figure out what my direction in life was and my ego jumped in the driver's seat and said, Holly, we want a job that others will think is successful. And we want a job that will set us up financially so that we are always stable and safe. And that is a protective mechanism. And so the ego for me, this is my belief, the ego was basically saying, Holly, let's go to uni. Let's become a speech pathologist or an occupational therapist. Get something that looks great on paper. People will think you're successful. It'll bring in plenty of money, set me up so that I'm always safe, stable and secure and have a good status, have a good image to project to others. And I didn't even make it through one semester of that degree because my true self and my soul was just screaming at me being like, this is horrible, Holly. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? And so when I, it was a major decision in the middle of that spiritual awakening for me to withdraw from uni because I then had those feelings of, oh my God, but I'm just giving up. I'm just failing. I'm going to be a failure if I pull out of this endeavor. And again, that's the ego again, being like caring if others, what others will think of me for dropping out of a uni degree. So yeah, I, when sometimes people just think that the ego Ego is someone that's super confident, puffs up their chest, is full of themselves. But the ego can just rear its head in so many different aspects. And in this regard, the ego was trying to get me to take a path in life that would lead me to status and safety, especially in a financial financial way. So I really had that battle with my ego to then drop out of uni and embark down a more spiritual, more fulfilling path, which has definitely had its challenges and the spiritual awakening I tell you continued for another year or so that that stage one of my awakening for sure um but yeah the e- the battle with that ego and recognizing when it was talking uh, was a massive part of it for sure and I feel like this is where a spiritual awakening often starts is recognizing your true self and your inner knowing and your inner voice and your intuition and recognizing when it's maybe your ego talking or maybe expectations from the outside. So often I feel like a spiritual awakening would start with wanting to feel more fulfilled wanting to get more out of your days, wanting to have more time doing what you actually love, or maybe coming to the realization, 
I don't really even know what I love doing. I want to be doing more what I what I like and what I think is fun to do and not what people expect me to do or my ego is expecting me to do. So I feel like that is a great starting point if you're listening to this and you're wondering, oh, am I maybe on my way to have a spiritual awakening or have I had one? Often it's this time in your life where you realize I need something more. Is that inner feeling? I'm maybe everything is fine. Like maybe maybe your job is fine. You have financial security. Maybe you have a great group of friends, a nice relationship. Everything on paper is fine. It should be fine. But you still feel like there needs to be something more to life. I feel like that is often where where it starts. And in order to really um, go through the awakening and to get closer to yourself, you're going to have to shed layers of that ego. I don't think it's um, possible for an ego to ever fully go away. I also don't think that is necessary because it's good to have there to have the ability to reflect and realize between what different modes you're switching. But yeah, I think that the ego will always stay there for part of the time but the trick is recognizing when it's speaking and then still being able to stay close to your true self yeah definitely something that you were just talking about then Friar, with even if your life on paper is looking all amazing and sweet but you're still feeling that something is missing i, I love that that is that is definitely a big part to me that is involved in a spiritual awakening and and this might sound really um deep and heavy but along with these feelings comes that questioning of the meaning of life. It, it leaves you questioning. I know I definitely went through this questioning, like, what's the point? Like, what is the point of this? Like, like what is the whole process and point of going to work, earning your money, buying a house, getting married, having children, um, social media, buying nice clothes, like taking pictures, like, all of this, it's like you go, okay, like this is just a cycle that's going around and around and around. And, you know, am I just wanting to get married because all my friends are getting married? Or am I just wanting to buy a house because I feel like people are looking at me like I'm not successful at my age if I don't already own property? So like questioning what the point of all of it is and questioning the reason behind it and why you would want it. And if it's just pressures and societal expectations or whether it's what you truly want. All of that is major signs of the awakening, in my opinion. Absolutely. And we live in a time where, or generation, where there's so much more room for questions like this. Um, I remember when I started my first job and I was working in it and I wasn't fully happy. And I was, um, yeah, saying this to my parents and telling them and they were super supportive. But also my parents were like, wow, like, we never really thought of things like this. Like it, it, for us in our generation, it was great to have a job. If you had a good job, that was amazing. And you just went to your job. That's it. You didn't think, oh, do I actually like it? Or I really want to love it. No, not at all. So I feel like our generation and the generations after us even more um, are way more open to thinking about questions like this and there's so much more around us to see as well I think maybe it's even social media that has opened that little vessel up where we can look at others and think I want that so there's there's more to see for us we're all in a way whether you like social media or not or you know it's controversial but in a way we're all more connected and we're more able to see um, the things that maybe we really want so I feel like my 
spiritual awakening um definitely started um oh maybe when I was 21 20 20 21 I'm 20 28 now so I think a spiritual awakening can be caused by um, a traumatic big life event doesn't have to be traumatic by the way or um, it can just be I don't know over time it can just start naturally um so just yeah keep in mind that it's different for everyone and there's no right or wrong way or no specific point in time that this can happen i think for me it was definitely when i had my horse riding accident when i was 18 as we spoke about in previous episodes and after that um having questioned you know like um am i able to kind of be fully recovered and walking and do all these things I just felt like I was just instantly matured. I was instantly like older, older mentally. Yeah, from from my perspective as an 18 year old, you know, having to deal with the question like, am I going to be able to walk again? Like that just catapulted me into all these questions about life. What should I be doing? There's more to life than, you know, shallow, shallowness. Like I wanted to dive deep. And I think after that, having severe anxiety, from that accident and from that whole traumatic experience um yeah it was kind of a smack in the face really for me because before that I was very happy-go-lucky I was very confident I would say maybe even a touch of arrogant at the time um I just felt like the whole world was you know like how do you say that on my doorstep and I was ready to explore and go out and and I would say yes to anything and just try all sorts of different things and then afterwards I was like oh wait it can actually go wrong and this life is not a given and that sort of triggered that whole um anxiety phase and then you start dealing with questions why am i so anxious like nothing is really wrong i'm healthy again what is there internally sitting inside me that i need to work through so i feel like that was definitely for me the start of um, my first spiritual awakening so something needed to a, a big event happened that triggered it. Mm. And it's it's interesting, Friar, that you say about the feelings of anxiety that, that really came flooding in because I am a firm believer that whilst the term spiritual awakening, like we said before, sounds all sparkly and amazing, it, again, is that double-edged sword. Like with it can also come this these feelings of anxiety, depression periods, feeling very lost, feeling very sad and down. And if you have experienced these kinds of things, um, if you're resonating basically with everything we're talking about, maybe you have already been through an awakening or maybe you're in the middle of one because I know that those anxious feelings and sometimes I couldn't even pinpoint what I was anxious about or if I was feeling, if I was in a depressive phase uh, and I was feeling very down for quite a while. And I, if I couldn't even pinpoint it, the only feelings I could say is I'm just feeling lost and I'm just questioning what's the next step? Where am I meant to go? What do I really want in life? And yeah, maybe having those feelings like you were saying, Fire, about like life isn't a given. So I don't want to waste my life. I want to make the most of it, you know? So all of those feelings definitely come into it as well. Absolutely. And anxiety is such a big thing. And I feel like a lot of people are, will go through that at some stage in their life, at some shape or form. And it it is definitely feelings like I firmly believe if you don't not give yourself the time to process certain emotions, 
um, your body is going to notice. Like if you don't slow down your mind, your body is going to show and it's going to make you stop. And that is what happened with me with anxiety. Like I started having panic attacks and, you know, I would be in a store and I would just all of a sudden be sweating, like feeling faint, not feeling right. And that was just literally my body taking over and saying, no, like you need to stop and you need to process that. And that took a long time. Like it took a lot of work. And I also, um, I realized like I was trying to work on it while still doing the same things. So I was still studying and then I was still working and I was going to the psychologist two times per week for two years. And I was still trying to do the same thing until I came to the point where I was like, no, like I need to change the situation. I can't repair myself in the same situation. You sometimes just need to take yourself out. And that is part of a spiritual awakening too. Mm, definitely. Definitely. It's, I guess, about starting to look at your environment, looking at, yeah, the place you're in, the type of job you're in, the people you surround yourself with, because all of these things contribute to how you live your life. And if you're not feeling like fulfilled or you're starting to have these feelings of wanting more, I guess the first step is kind of looking around and seeing what changes you are feeling called to to make because it's very it's very natural during a spiritual awakening for people to start falling away from your life. It's very natural for you to start questioning long-term relationships or long-term friendships, just kind of being like, oh, do we even align anymore? Like, I'm not really sure. Or if you're finding that you're, there's a gap in your life and you're yearning for stronger connections or you're yearning being understood and heard by different people or you're not really getting it from your circles I think that's a big a big sign as well that you are starting to really grow and evolve and something I just wanted to say Fry when you were talking about your body starting to react and tell you hey like there's a lot happening (laughs) chill out a bit we need time to process this Um, for me it was tears and crying I cannot even explain to you how many tears I shed (laughs) during that period and it was like because maybe I was going through my first awakening a bit later in life, as you said before, it's, it's different for everyone, like different environments, different upbringings, different circumstances, events happening to you, all of these things. And maybe mine was like 28 years of built up frustration and grief and feeling like I don't belong or feeling like I had to be someone that I wasn't truly. And that period just had so many so many, so many tears for me, so much crying. So yeah, just for our dippers who are listening and who maybe don't know why they're crying all the time and you're starting to resonate with everything, I guess find a little bit of peace in that that's what I experienced. So you're not alone. Yeah, I think that is beautiful. And yeah, exactly. Something that really helped me as well is when you are experiencing the these turbulent times in life, like often we feel like we are alone. And often um, I remember feeling a lot like, but you don't understand, like nobody understands me. I felt really, really alone because you know, it, those emotions can be so heavy and it can control your life so much. Like my anxiety controlled my life so, so much to the point that like, if I was sitting in a room, I would want to go early because I wanted to sit next to the door so that I could always leave in case I would get too anxious. So it, it, for me, it became very obsessive. And I know a lot of people that have gone through the same thing. And a lot of people that are feeling those things and they're embarrassed to bring it up or embarrassed to tell others because 
you know, often we, we need to show up at work. We need to, you know, be nice and bubbly. And especially if people are used to you being that. What helped me a lot is, is realizing that you are never alone in the experience you're having. Maybe you do not know someone that is going exactly through the same thing as you right now. But trust me, there is someone in this world that is going through exactly the same either now or has been or is going to go in the future. Like we're all part of the same experience and the same collective. So you are not alone. Also, dippers, hit us up, hit the hotline. Like we're always here to talk if you ever, you know, feel like you really resonate with what we're saying here today. And yeah, I feel like, you said before, Holly, um, a spiritual awakening is not always pretty. It's not always one moment where it's like, bang, and now I've evolved. And, you know, now I'm in the new phase. Often it's a longer period of feeling very uncomfortable, not sure where you want to go. Then when you do know where you want to go, it's going to come with challenges to get to that, that space. Um, there's often people around you that you feel like maybe are um, not supporting you or trialing you, but that's just all old skin shedding away, which is essential for it to happen. Yeah, 100%. I guess a little bit of advice for what helped me during during that time for me and and any time because I I feel like I go through mini awakenings quite regularly. <laughs> it's leaning into your spiritual practice and if if dippers if you found your way to this episode today and you're listening um, and you're interested in spiritual practices and and finding yourself drawn to more spirituality then that's another big sign of these awakenings that you're pulled more to these spiritual practices you're pulled more to nature. You're pulled more to wanting to go deep inside and get to know yourself better. Um, try and trust that, try and hear and trust that intuition, like all of these things. So I think really leaning into your meditation, your card pulls, your sound healing, anything that makes you feel more connected with yourself and connected with the universe is really going to help you and support you at this time. So Holly... Being through um, a couple of spiritual awakenings, I think, what are your biggest takeaways or pieces of advice? Oh, okay. So my biggest takeaways would be that as shit and uncomfortable and fearful, scary, all of these things, as hard as it can seem at the time, there are brighter times ahead. And if you keep looking inside and figuring out what you want, trying not to listen to the opinions and pressures from your external world, it will benefit you in the long run. And it's it's not going to come without challenges, but feeling like you are living your life more for yourself is the biggest reward. So that's, that's my, my biggest takeaway and advice, I guess. I love that. And I really resonate with that. I feel like one of my biggest takeaways as well would be for me, a value that I hold really high in this life is having the feeling of freedom, feeling that I'm free. Um, and yeah, like you said before, there's so much to say for living your life the way you want it. When you live in alignment with your higher self and your true self, endless possibilities will open up for you. Another takeaway from my spiritual awakening is just because no one around you has done it before doesn't mean that you can't do it. 
there is so many more ways that things can be achieved than what you know. There's so much more possibilities than what you can probably currently see. There's so much out there that have not revealed itself to us. And if you make your choices in alignment with your intuition and what you truly want, then often the reward is really great, greater than if you do what other people think that you're going to be um, going to be doing or that they expect you to do. So living in alignment with your true self is one of the best things you can do. It will give you a whole new level of fulfillment. And the other takeaway is you are not alone. Um, find people, surround yourself with people that have been true, true the same thing as you or that you feel you can resonate with. Or even if you see other people and you truly want to go the same way, not because others, it looks nice, but because you know that internally this is what you want to be doing, surround yourself with people that are on the same path. Because it's so much easier, like working for yourself is easier to work for yourself if you have a support system, even if it's one person that is also working for themselves that you can resonate with than if you're surrounded by people that do not work for themselves and they say every day to you, oh, it must be so hard. Yeah, yeah, definitely taking stock of the environment around you and making sure that you can try and have those supports in place. I think that that's yeah, that's that's a huge piece of advice um, for this point in time. I do just want to add one more little thing in that a way of thinking or a mindset change that I now have that I didn't used to have is that everything in life is happening for me. And even the hard times, the times that are really fucking hard and you cry your eyes out and you kind of say, why is this happening to me? Which is the ego talking, by the way. <laughs> um, it is happening for a reason so that you can grow and go through this challenge to divert you onto a path that you're meant to be on. So that is something that I value so strongly that I've taken out of these awakenings is that just trusting that what you are going through, even if it's hard and horrible, is meant for you because it's part of the bigger plan. I think that is something that makes me feel supported, makes me feel like, yes, the universe really does have my back. And, and this is the path I'm meant to walk. I'm meant to have these experiences. I'm meant to go through these phases to truly to learn about myself and grow. Absolutely. And um, just off the back of that, there's a beautiful lady that I know. Um, and she always say, says, if it's meant to be, then it's up to me. And I love that because the universe can show us so many signs and really lead us in the right way by drawing obstacles on another path or by showing a sign, do it, do it. But it's still up to you to live in alignment with that. So if you feel like you've been thinking of making a change, living more in alignment with your true self, don't ignore the signs because they're going to keep happening until you honor that. Yeah. Yeah, really good point, Friar. I love that. Okay, Dippers, well, that just about wraps up episode 14, a little bit of a introduction to what a spiritual awakening might look like and might feel like. Friar, I feel like we could have spoken for ages on this topic, but, you know, we better, we better cut it there. And as always, Dippers, thank you for listening. And please, 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 I can't stress this enough, reach out if you are feeling alone because both Friar and I have been through this and we are going to have more ahead of us and so the more we can connect and support one another um, the better it will be 
I totally agree. Please reach out to us at any time. We love to talk to you. We're here for you. And yeah, definitely we still have more ahead, <laughs> but it's exciting and it just feels beautiful to year by year, day by day, chip a little bit more away at where you want to be. So thank you so much again, Dippers, for tuning in today until our paths align again. We'll see you at the next dip. <laughs>